In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, If I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This is the word of the Lord. Satan is rarely bold and brazen in the life of a Christian until he finally succeeds in destroying faith in Christ. This is what the kingdom of Satan is about. Unbelief. Rejection of God. And the kingdom of God is about faith and the victory over sin, death, and hell. Satan uses good things to lead us to bad things. He uses God's word, but he twists it to his own ends. He uses lies and subtle deception to destroy faith in Christ. He is then content to replace faith with any other belief system. And it doesn't matter what it is, as long as it is not absolute reliance upon Christ. He uses the popular opinions of the world to which our sinful flesh is so easily allied. He uses things that many people accept as true. He claims to be motivated by love and concern for others. But he is out to destroy God's good creation. He appeals to the appetites of the flesh but dresses up these desires as noble virtues to follow one's heart, to be true to oneself. He is always tempting us to rely upon ourselves, to take the easy path, to avoid suffering at all costs, and to risk nothing. the subtle deceptions of the evil one. That, in part, under today's gospel reading, is what I want to talk to you about today. For me, personally, as both a Christian and a pastor, the devil subtly caresses my human weaknesses to move me away from God's word. Follow your appetites. You are, after all, a free man in Christ. It's good to clean the garage, do yard work, or engage in a myriad of tasks that I must do as pastor. Busyness is a friend, however, of the evil one especially when the busyness 
prevents me from praying or from studying or from meditating upon God's word. This is the one thing needful and the only access to Christ and the kingdom of God. Sometimes God's word calls me to preach and teach what your flesh and my flesh do not want to hear. But I would rather be liked than speak the truth. Don't rock the boat. If you do, people will think you're unloving. Be careful. You have many other things to be concerned about. This can wait for another time. These are the subtle attacks of the evil one upon me. Perhaps you can relate to them in your own life. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Missouri Synod Lutherans, at least, are good at defending the authority and the inspiration of the Bible, that it is the inspired and inerrant word of God, while the Bible is kept safely on a shelf and rarely looked at. We come to church all too often, expecting not to hear, but to be entertained, rather than killed and raised to new life in Christ by a word of law and a word of gospel. Our lives are filled with activities, and many of them are crucially important, but they all too easily become excuses to avoid hearing what we cannot live without. Another subtle attack is when good is called evil, and evil is called good. It's all around us in our society. And when the barrage of such teaching becomes incessant, it is so easily to fall prey to it. If you defend the life of the unborn, you have no compassion for the mother or even for the child that might be unwanted. Murder becomes an act of mercy. And if you believe that God's word and the biology that he has created determines what it is to be a man and a woman, a male or a female, or that marriage is between a man and a woman, then you're a bigot and you have no love for others. Keep your opinions to yourselves. Faith is a personal matter, not to be confessed or shared outwardly. For love's sake, accept whatever they want you to be and to endorse. In the gospel for today, Jesus cast a demon out of a man who was mute. And in so doing, he was accused of being Beelzebub, the prince of the demons. And because of what Jesus did, 
when he spoke the word and when he delivered those who were in bondage to evil, this man deserves to die. Who wants to hear that? Who wants to buck the trend? Who wants to live as an oddball in the culture? Who wants rejection? Unbelief is all around us. And it is a part of the kingdom of Satan in the sinful flesh. Don't let them hear God's word. He knows that if we hear, we cannot be destroyed. In the gospel for today, Jesus speaks of the devil as a strong man who protects his goods. That is to say, those things in this world which he, by his lies and deceit, have enslaved as his own. But then Jesus says there is a stronger man who binds Satan. And that is our Lord Jesus. Left to ourselves, we are no match for the evil one, but for us fights the valiant one. Jesus saves from the power of the evil one. And in today's gospel, it is Jesus who is running the verbs, doing the action. He casts out the demon. He opened the mouth of the mute man. He drove out the evil one by the finger of God. He came upon Satan, fully armed monster, who was guarding his palace and whose goods were in peace, and Jesus overpowered him. He stripped Satan of all his armor. He divided his spoils, cleansed the man of the unclean spirit, and swept the house clean. Jesus' warning about the seven demons. I want you to understand it. Once a person becomes a Christian, we become sevenfold the enemy of the evil one. He loves to keep in his bondage those who have never known him. He loves more to destroy the faith of those who did. And so he warns us of how the unclean spirit would seek to return with seven other spirits more wicked than himself to reclaim what Christ has redeemed. Be warned, but do not be afraid. Greater is he that is in you than all of the hosts of the evil one in the kingdom of darkness. Jesus made a promise. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. To hear is to believe, to receive. The image of the strong man in today's gospel is a powerful one. Jesus, throughout scripture, is seen in images and pictures. Like the staff of Moses that was used to visit the plagues upon Egypt. 
in the third and fourth plague, the magicians of the occultic gods of Egypt could not duplicate these miracles. This is the finger of God, they confessed, and they were right. David slew Goliath with a sling and a stone of God's word. Jesus is like Samson, who pulled down the pillars of the Philistine temple, fulfilling God's word. And in the act of Samson's death, he won a greater victory over the gods of the Philistines than in his life. These are all images intended to capture theological truths. We speak of Jesus redeeming us from the power of Satan. What is that power? When we fell into sin by turning away from God's word, God's word became Satan's power to condemn us to hell and separate us from God forever. When Jesus became man, the stronger man, he snatched us from the power of Satan by being condemned to hell in our place as God's word demanded, thereby crushing Satan's power. Jesus is the stronger man, stronger than Satan, because he suffered the death for your sin. In that act, you are free. Satan has no authority over you. And by the blessed word of God, full and complete deliverance from every assault and attack of the evil one is given to you. His word gives life. His word is the finger of God because it drives Satan back to hell. Christ has paid the price. He has died my death. The authority of God's word is Jesus. His death in your place, whereby he robbed Satan of every word of authority to condemn you, having fulfilled the word himself. The blessedness of hearing God's word comes not from what we do, but from what Jesus does. The blessedness of God's word comes from how God's word binds Satan, overpowers him, muzzles his accusations, and clothes us with the impenetrable armor of Christ's righteousness. And the Lord's word is truth. And Satan cannot gainsay that word. The blessedness of hearing God's word comes from how God's word clothes us afresh each day with the defensive armor of what Christ has done for us. At the end of today's gospel, a woman cried out, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which nursed you. And that was blessed to be the Virgin Mary, to be honored with such a privilege to carry the word made flesh in her womb. But Jesus says there is something even greater for you 
you have received. Yea, rather, he says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. That is to say, receive it, trust it, stake one's entire life in time and eternity upon it. This promise of Jesus is not about what we do, but about what Christ does in and through and around us by his word. His word is everything. His word blesses you, binds Satan, delivers eternal righteousness to you, and is your safety, the anchor of your soul. There is no greater comfort and no greater power than when the stronger man speaks. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.